WATD presents The People's Truth, a show dedicated to bringing communities together and keeping the truth alive. Join us each week as we shine the light of justice on topics, people, and local businesses that highlight the real people's truth. Here is your host, Benny Rabbi. Well, yes, indeedy do. 9.05, Monday evening. You're listening to 95.9 FM WAT, the South Shore's radio station. I am indeed your host, Benny Rabbi, and thank you for joining us here for another edition of The People's Truth. And we are just jiving, riving, rolling, wheeling, and dealing with me, as always, my trusty partner, Jay Crombie, as always, from Situate. How are you, my friend? And welcome back for another great episode. All right, Ben, I'll admit it. I was the captain on the Ever Given ship. It was me who got it stuck in the Suez. You got it stuck? All right. So I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. 9.6 billion <laughs> Deleros. How do you have to say for yourself? I am sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the man has spoken and all is forgiven. No, seriously, you owe us a lot of money and lost goods and we lost wages and production and all kinds of fun stuff. Ben, I, I cannot believe that whole thing, just to be honest with you. I started thinking about it today, Ben. You know, say you have the most cataclysmic mess up at your job, Ben. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think uh, monetarily that's costing? Monetarily? I mean, in my case, being with the radio, I mean, my yeah. listeners are everything. So, I mean, if the listeners stop listening, I mean, that's... I mean, the monetary uh, stops, that's for sure. Sure. But not nearly to the tune of, uh, uh, I don't know, at least the whole continent's labor output. So I was thinking about this today, Ben, on the ride up here to the studio. Full disclosure, I am not a professional broadcaster. I know this is coming to a shock, as for some of you. <laughs> <laughs> I work in construction, and I have access to a lot of equipment, a lot of staging. And I mean, so... If I really decided to mess up, I could probably cost my company maybe in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's, that's a lot of mess up, Jay. And that's a lot of mess up. But you know what that isn't, Ben? That isn't 12% of the world's shipping. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Imagine having a job where if you mess up, 12% of the world's shipping is affected. You that know, hurts. That definitely takes a uh, a sting. That is for sure. And uh, it wasn't even just jammed for like a day. No. It was oh. like six days, I think. I it think was it, like a uh, full Tuesday. week. Yeah. Tuesday of last week, it got stuck. And it just moved this morning. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And... What Folks, a ride. I mean, thank goodness that the uh, the toilet paper hunt didn't recommence. You know, that's what the next stage was going to be was, well... Maybe it, well, maybe it did, because it seems like it's mostly affecting um, the African and the European and the Asian uh, trades. So, really, who knows what's going on over there? Maybe there is some toilet paper hoarding. Maybe, it, maybe in Barcelona, you can't, you can't find TP right now. At least I mean, not I'm two ply. pretty sure in downtown Plymouth, you're going to have a hard time finding it right now. So that's, that's a different story, my friend. But uh, 
Right off the bat, we go right into it, folks. We hold nothing back. We bring communities together, and we keep the truth alive. And the truth is, that captain, not a very good captain. Ben, did you hear that there was um, a, a special team of, like, five guys from the Netherlands that got, like, flown in to try and um, and help out in the situation. And it, like, what's five guys going to do? The, the, that ship was the size of a skyscraper. I mean... Did, and all of a sudden, they, they, like, they just had, like, uh, some kind of Ocean's Eleven um, scene where all these salvagers all got together. I'm like, you son of a gun. I'm in. We're putting a, <laughs> we're putting a crew together. And they had that great Steven Soderbergh uh, star swipe fade going on as they got all their crew guys. <laughs> I love and it. Jazzy music is playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. I love it. Well, I mean, uh, you're right. I have no idea unless those five guys were not proficient in making burgers in the slightest. And what they actually were really good at was moving impossibly impossible things to four feet to the right. Because let's be honest here, that ship was going nowhere fast. Where are you going, ship? Nowhere. No. And, I mean, I still am not really sure how it got jammed in there the way it it did. But I'm glad to see that the people of this planet came together and, uh, you know, they did the the thing that we all expected them to do. Made hilarious jokes. You best be believing, my friend. (laughs) Hilarious jokes. Uh, Solution number 43, I think, was my favorite. Add a second ship. Yeah, why not? Seemed like it would have worked, you know? I mean, the pressure from the second ship would probably lodge first the, uh, the first one, right? Yeah. Or uh, idea number 78 was uh, another good one. Uh, two guys from Florida in Ford F-350s, one on this side, one on that side, and they pull. And uh, who knows what was actually going to happen there, Jay. But uh, I tell you what, we have a good show lined up tonight. We're going to be having some uh, news updates. And uh, you know what, Jay? I think this is a good time to uh, hit it right off the bat here for our listeners. We're going to do our very first news break. And with Jay Crombie, following this lovely sound effect, here we go with our first news break. Don't you have to, like, pay that guy a ton of dough every time you use that? Jay, go, 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 go. <laughs> um, a, we lost a billionaire, Ben, in the most billionaire style that a billionaire could die in. Um, a Ch- Czech Republic billionaire by the name of Peter Kellner, 56 years old, died while hella skiing. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with hella skiing, Ben, but this is when you get in a helicopter up in the mountains with your ski equipment on. They fly you up to the top of the mountain, and you jump out of the helicopter and ski down a mountain like you're James Bond. So there's, like, a camera crew and, like, safety nets and, like, all those other cool things that make it definitely fun and easy? No, absolutely not. There is none of those things. And, in fact, this billionaire was among five of them when the helicopter crashed into the uh, side of the mountain. Very, very sad. But if you are a thrill-seeking billionaire, what a way to go. I mean, yeah, you could have just been Batman. You, that would have been just, a lot easier. You would have done a lot more good for the world, too. But, I mean... I mean, maybe he was Batman. You know how Batman had to kind of do outrageous things to keep his um, identity up? Hmm. You might be on to something, Jay. You might be on to something. And, uh, you know, it's a tragic story. I, I'm sorry to hear that everybody... Uh, what, survivors? Anybody? Nobody? One guy. A One sixth, guy. A sixth person who has not been named was in serious but stable condition and being treated at a hospital in Anchorage. 
In Anchorage. So uh, that was no less than eight hours away, three plane rides, half a tugboat ride, and possibly a canoe. And Balto had to uh, get you on the dog sled. At this point, I'm pretty sure Balto's been uh, away from us for 30 to 40 years, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was in the 30s. Of course. This was Balto the the 12th. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, Balto the 12th, of course. How could I forget? Jay Crombie here alongside Benny Rabbi, and we're having some fun here. That is our first news break. Jay, thank you for that very first one. We're going to be hitting the folks with some uh, hard-hitting news and truth as the episode goes on. Um, but we're that was fun. That was we're good. Try. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to have our first guest on with us tonight, uh, and he's going to tell us all about the End Hunger Meals program right here in the South Shore. Folks, you're listening to 95.9 FM WATD on The People's Truth, and do not touch that dial. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to The People's Truth here on 95.9 FM WATD. Benny Rabbi here with you alongside Jay of many names, Coco Crombie. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And we are now being joined on the fun phone by a good friend of ours here on uh, our sister station, 1510 WMEX. You've heard about him helping veterans and helping people left and right. Mr. Matt Martin from the End Hunger Meals program right here in Pembroke. Mr. Martin, welcome to the program. How are you tonight? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Oh, yes. Always a pleasure to have fellow do-gooders and uh, people that would help others and use their time charitably, a very rare breed indeed. So thank you for taking the time to join us here tonight on WATD. And uh, I understand you've got a uh, a special event coming up pretty soon with our neighbors here at Enterprise Drive, Stellwagen. Yes. So it just uh, was announced today, actually, and it goes for the next week. So Stellwagen is one of those companies that has helped us from the beginning of the pandemic. It's been over a year now that we've been at this. So last spring, last fall, and now this spring, they're doing some fundraising for us. This one's really creative because it involves the Final Four that's happening right now with the NCAA basketball. There's only eight teams left in that, and by a week from tonight, there's going to be a champion. Well, we have four uh, different communities that are raising money right now to pack meals next month. So we thought we'd do a little Meals Madness thing with Stellwagen, and they've got 11 different varieties of four-packs that they're selling. You can go online and order them, go pick them up. But an important thing to do is check out what we're doing with End Hunger and let them know what community you're from and tell them the beer that you're picking up is for uh, feeding hungry people, and then they will give us 10% of the proceeds. Also, Digital Federal Credit Union has given us some money to match, so all those proceeds are actually going to be doubled. So it's like 20% of what you spend on beer for the game or for just, you know, a nice Easter day or whatever you're doing between now and next Monday. Get some beer, get tons of floor packs if you want, but let them know and Hunger sent you. Tell them what town you're from, and uh, then we'll see which South Shore community can be the most generous with their beer purchases, and that'll get doubled. And then we'll have a bunch of money to feed more people. And we can feed someone for just 30 cents. So you grab a four-pack, that gets doubled. That feeds a lot and lots, dozens of people right here on the South Shore that uh, need a meal right now because the pandemic has impacted them negatively. 
That's so that's so wild. Now, Matt, for for folks that are just uh, catching wind of this for the very first time, can you give a little background about what the program is, what the mission statement is, and and what it is that we're actually doing out here? Because, I mean, I've had the pleasure of watching you and your team absolutely steamroll hunger in this not only the Commonwealth but this country. You guys have sent pallets all over the place. And I just, I, it's remiss if we don't tell the folks exactly what it is the End Hunger Meals program is. Well, until the pandemic hit, most people didn't know the extent of hunger. But 10 years ago when we started doing this, we had more hunger in New England and America and in the world than we'd ever had ever. Uh, that's when it peaked. And then we started to drive it down. And we actually had driven hunger down right before the pandemic hit to the lowest point in 20 years. So if you imagine a roller coaster ride, you start, you go up to the top, you go down. We had driven it all the way down to lower than where we started 10 years before we started packaging meals domestically. The outreach program has always done international meals since they started this in 04. But when we started packing 10 years ago in, in 2011, it was a primarily domestic focus. And the neat thing is we do do this all over the country, but New England is just killing it. Uh, it's like having Tom Brady for 20 years and winning everything. Um, when the pandemic hit, we were the first ones to get going. We were the first region to get going, so we kind of got some footing first. But we have a warehouse in Pembroke, and we started packing meals uh, like hand over fist. Uh, last year alone, we fed 4 million people. The neat thing is only 4 or 5% of Americans live in New England, but that was 20% of the meals packed nationally last year. So we just killed it during the pandemic because while we were driving hunger down, everywhere. It was going down really fast in New England. And then the pandemic hit and hunger jumped 146% in America, 150% New England, 163% Massachusetts, and 181% on the South Shore. So you'll notice as we pan in closer to where we're at, hunger is just worse and worse and worse. Um, I was at Merrimack College last weekend packing meals. And in the Merrimack Valley, there's like 350,000 hungry people right now out of the 2.1 million hungry New Englanders. It's more hunger than we've ever had around here in 400 years. So the need is great, but the only place worse off than the South Shore is the state of New Hampshire went up 200%, so their hunger doubled. But 180% is almost there, and uh, the need is great. It's veterans, it's little kids, it's elderly, it's people who never ever thought they would need meals, any help with food, that food insecurity was the furthest thing from their mind. And then the pandemic hit and something happened with their livelihood or whatever the case is. They got sick. Uh, there's an issue and they need some nutritious food. And that's what we produce. Um, we just need some fun. So Stellwagens and DCU and different places have been really creative about how to get us more funds. Um, we had a church close in Abington, a Lutheran church, and they gave us a ton of money last fall. Uh, Greater Boston Food Bank in last spring had a great fundraiser with Channel 5. They gave us a bunch of money. And we have now almost 900 families on the South Shore that want to come to our warehouse. Five or 6,000 individuals have walked through the warehouse in the last 13 months packing the meals. But the funds are really the fuel for the machine. We have the volunteers. We have pantries lining up to get the meals. We just need more money. And at 30 cents a meal, we can feed a lot of people with a little bit of money. But if you're going to buy beer this week, please go to Stellwagen and buy it. And then let's. Uh, them know that End Hunger sent you, and then we'll uh, get those funds and we'll pack more meals and get them out in your neighborhoods. It's people that you're going to feed that you might not even know that they're in need, but they're in your neighborhood, they're in your county, 
hunger is just too great right now for there not to be hungry people around where you are. Um, so you're going to be helping out folks in your community. Ben, you're going to have to do the uh, rest of the show by yourself because I'm going to walk over to Stellwagen and, and do my part <laughs> right now. I'm going to oh. put my money where, the, where my mouth is and raise a glass to help an awesome cause. Because huh. <laughs> you I'm, can't go wrong, Ben. You really can't go wrong. And uh, you're going to drink beer, <laughs> he, okay? He's, he's packing it up, folks. He really is. He's going right now. I hope Stellwagen's still open right Bye. now. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> According to their website, well, they close at 9, so you might have to knock on the door. Ah, <laughs> uh, they know me. <laughs> Jay's been there before. But, Matt, no, that's awesome. And you're right, especially in the COVID area, uh, era right now, it is very tough to, to raise any kind of funds because, let's be honest, we're all hurting here. But hungry people don't stop being hungry just because we're all hurting. And uh, one thing we've learned from helping all the veterans in our communities as well, you've been a wonderful partner of the drive throughs to get you through. And uh, you, you haven't missed one yet. You've been at every single location we've been to. And we've been doing this now, what, three, three months, I think, three, four months now? And haven't missed one. So I want to give you and your crew a tip of the cap because it is not easy work what you guys are doing. And you make it look so fun. That's really what it comes down to. So when we go on WMEX and we tell everybody, hey, this is where you can spend your time constructively while giving back, I mean, we mean it, folks. Uh, and you guys have been great about putting pictures and videos and all kinds of other stuff of the process and how all this food is coming in, how it's being packed. And, uh, you know, again, just for the listeners at home who maybe don't know firsthand here, so you guys are essentially receiving the food in a huge bulk form, and then you have to actually package it and put it in the individual uh, distri- distribution yeah, we have spots, I guess. Kind of meals, but they go through funnels with the different ingredients. Three or four or five ingredients go into a bag, and we weigh it, seal it, and put it in a box. It's an assembly line that really anybody any age can do. We've had a four-year-old there for a three-hour shift twice. So little kids, grandmas, whoever can help out, it's something anybody can do. The funds allow us to basically purchase bulk of the product by the semi-load to put through the funnel. So without the funds, we don't have the product to actually do the thing. But once we have the funds, we have volunteers lined up. And then we have pantries lined up to get them as soon as they're packed. Uh, the last time we were there, the pantries literally were waiting for us to get the meals done to get them out to their neighborhoods. So the need is there on both ends, the, the want of people to help and the need for people to get meals. Last year, every month, on average, we raised $100,000. So even though we were all hurting, we still are, a lot of people are giving us their tax returns are part of them, their stimulus checks are part of them, because they know it's important for kids and elderly and veterans around here to eat, like nutritious food, to be healthy, to get through this pandemic, to keep it rolling. Um, It's such an essential part of life just to have food. We we kind of take it for granted, but there's a lot of people that are – waiting for that next nutritious meal and you're the one that's going to be able to provide it and like mother's day is coming up we just posted a shift uh the website for all things and hunger is just and hunger ne the initials ne stand for new england and hunger ne.org will show you how you can donate how you can volunteer how you can connect us to another pantry or backpack program how you can promote what we're doing there's a little youtube you can watch of the actual process but when uh, things 
push comes to shove, New Englanders say, hey, you know what, we're going to take care of each other and we're going to fund these things and we're going to volunteer and we're going to make this happen. But May 8th is a great time to bring your mom or your grandma and volunteer with them to honor them. Maybe they want to forego a gift this year and just have you take the money you were going to spend and donate it or buy beer. Now, have a beer with your mom this weekend. There you and go. Enjoy, you know, fund the process and let's pack some meals on Mother's Day weekend and make this happen. So... Only one way to help out, folks, and that's to get out there and help. You know, I, I love hearing this story. I love hearing that um, people are still helping and want to give in, uh, give some time and uh, money for this. Because as this pandemic rages on and everyone kind of focuses inward, taking care of uh, themselves and their, their inner family, it's important to really try and as best you can, anywhere you can, to help out and help people that are uh, less fortunate. And really, honestly, this is a, a, double, a double-edged sword, really, when you buy beer at Stellwagen because you're helping out in this cause. You're getting money into uh, End Hunger. But you're also helping Stellwagen, which is a small local brewery, and it's just important to funnel some dollars into these local businesses. I mean, these are all people that are hurting a lot. Oh, yes. And, we, and we've seen how many mom-and-pop places have to close their doors down in the so, last year because of this. So this is really just a no-brainer. Get yourself some beer. You're going to want to have a drink. It's okay. It's fine. We've all been stuck in our houses for over a year. Have a beer and help out. You'll feel better about the beer. That's right. And you know what? If drinking's not your thing and you still want to help out, give I'm sure gift. you can... Exactly. You can give it as a give gift. Give it to me. And Matt, it really is the gift that keeps on giving sometimes. It ain't no jelly of the club month. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Shell Wagon has been amazing supporting this. That They really care about their community. They're not just a brewery out to make a buck. They're, they really want to make a difference for the local community. So... Yeah, and they've done a great job of that. I mean, they've been set up here now for a couple of years and uh, definitely have a strong foothold. They make a fantastic product. Uh, the, the tap room is always a friendly place to be. And uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody walk in there and say, oh, this isn't what I wanted it to be. Never heard that. Matter of fact, I see people walking out there with merch all the time. You got those hats and T-shirts and sweatshirts. I mean, how can you go wrong? Uh, when are we going to yeah, start seeing the end? Galore right there. There it is. <laughs> I was going to say, when are we going to start seeing the end hunger uh, swag up in the uh, rafters there, bud? That's right. We all have to. <laughs> That's absolutely I'll talk to it. Gamer right away about that. Going to have to get right on it. You know, we'll we'll get one of our uh, partners in the uh, the printing business to help out. We'll get the the koozies to go with. I think that it's a one-two punch that uh, you just can't say no. Yeah, it's like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, really. Cell wagon and end hunger. I mean, what's better? You end thirst, you end hunger. We got this. That's it. That is absolutely it. And, uh, again, Matt uh, Matt has been great. He's been out there with us at all of our WATD, WMEX events. Uh, first in line every day to help out every time we have these events. Uh, I can't even I put into words, really, how much you've actually brought. I will say this. The legend of the Christinis lives on. The lit. <laughs> and to, to those of you who aren't sure what I'm talking about, we uh, we had one of our uh, drive-throughs to get through here at Broadcast House. Uh, what was it, a month ago or so? And uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it was you, Matt, or if it was one of our other donors. Brought about 18 dozen cases of Cristinis, restaurant-style Cristinis. Jay, have you ever had a Cristini? 
I don't think I have. Oh, you're missing out, yeah, my friend. Move right there. <laughs> missing out right there, man. You gotta have the clam chowder. Forget the oysters. You gotta have the Christinis. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Matt, where can folks find you online? Where can they find you? Uh, find out where to sign up. Where Where can they go? And how can they help this process move right along? So all you have to remember is two words and two initials, and it's everything we have. So if you're on Instagram, just go to Instagram.com slash EndHungerNE. The initials are New England. Facebook.com slash EndHungerNE. Venmo.com slash EndHungerNE if you want to make a donation that way. Uh, but EndHungerNE.org is uh, where it kind of all happens. So there's basically four ways to be involved. You can donate, you can volunteer, you can connect us to pantries or backpack programs, and you can promote for us. Nice. Most people take on a couple, three, even all four of those things because they're just really into it. But uh, you can get involved in whatever way you can get involved there. Uh, but you'll find us all over and just look in hunger any, and you're going to um, trip across what we're doing online. And literally everything we've done for 10 years has been word of mouth. And right before the pandemic hit, not only we were at a 20-year low for hunger, we had finally word of mouth spread all over New England. So there's 67 counties in New England. We had a donor, a volunteer, a food pantry recipient in every one of those. We'd finally spread to the far edge of northern New England where everybody was involved. And then all of a sudden, we weren't going out all over New England to pack meals. We were doing almost almost all of them in the warehouse in Pembroke, which we had never done before. So we kind of just punted, did a tuck and roll, and reset up how we do it. But we still have people coming to the warehouse and getting the meals out all over New England. Wherever the funding comes from is where the meals end up. So it doesn't matter where in New England you are. If you hear about us and fund something, we're going to get meals up in your neighborhood. That's awesome. I, I really like that uh, that style of deciding, well, you know, it's one thing to collect money to do these things. It's another to decide where it's going as a finished product. And like I said, I, I've seen you guys online posting uh, pallets that took cross-country drives all the way to Native American reservations and beyond. So, I mean, clearly we've, yeah, we've moved beyond New England. Yeah, people decide they wanted to help the Navajo in Arizona. We had a bunch of people wanted to help Texans out when that just hit and they had no power, um, but it's up to the donors where the meals go. The neat thing is this area of eastern Massachusetts has been so generous that over all the time we've been doing this the last decade, there's been as much funding in this area, north and south shore Boston, Metro Cape and Island, as there has been in all the other five New England states combined. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Guess we're just doing something going. right, huh? Go us. Yep. Whoop, whoop. So making it happen. Making it happen. And uh, one last question before I let you ride off into the uh, this, the night here, my friend. Uh, we started squawking about this on WMEX pretty much since day one when I got onto the board there with Larry Justice. And, uh, you know, the way Wolfie had explained it to me, which if you're not familiar with uh, who Wolfie is to our listeners out there, uh, Greg Wolfie, he's uh, one, of the, one of the greatest friends of the South Shore of Massachusetts, to be honest with you. If he's not out there delivering food picking up food, transiting food. He's out at any potential fire scene, making sure people have somewhere to be, working for the, uh, the Red Cross and uh, just so many other things. Uh, but the way he'd explained it to me, Matt, was that you guys were always in the, uh, the warehouse like that, the way that you, you just explained you guys were kind of forced into because of COVID. 
So, I mean, it's really remarkable to be able to see that. And I, I certainly hope that folks are listening on WMEX, heard it, and have answered the call. Um, so hopefully that helps out with the numbers. And we're always happy to do that for you because, as you said, there are so many generous people here financially with their time uh, and even just their effort. You know, it takes hands in these boxes to make it happen. So hopefully uh, everything continues to roll and you guys just continue to just keep feeding everybody left and right. I mean, I don't see anybody else doing it like that. Yeah, and we're getting more and more of the mobile events back, but uh, the warehouse used to just be a warehouse. We got semis full of product, and I would load it up, and we'd, I'd drive it somewhere in New England. It could have been to Marshfield. It could have been to Caribou, Maine, but we were setting up not in the warehouse. And then the pandemic hit, and we're like, oh, we just have to clear some space. We tore a few walls, and we said we can get some assembly lines in here. The governor would only let us have 24 people anyway. So we're like, hey, we'll set up four of these, and we'll spread everybody out, and we'll just make this work. And we just really made it work. <laughs> uh, good old American ingenuity. Yeah, it's the New England spirit of just, like, let's help out our neighbors and let's make this thing happen. Let's win. Let's do whatever we can to make it go. And the cell wagon competition, make sure you tell them, represent who you're with, what town, because we're going to see, we're going to crown a winner next Monday as to which South Shore community got the most beer to help feed the hungry people. So let's make it happen. Oh, flagging nice. rights time. There it is. Do, uh, so can you, can you tell us just what uh, what teams are registered at this point? I mean, what uh, what neighborhoods? So you can write in. You can write in your team and come up with a team name. But right now we've got four communities that have said, hey, we're raising funds. We're bringing people. We're coming to the warehouse. Marshfield's popping in on the 6th of April. We've got Pembroke on the 11th. We've got Duxbury on the 18th during our break week. That's actually a high school kid that's arranging that one. And then we've got uh, Norwell. Those four communities are, hey, we're raising money. We're doing the packing. We're going to make it happen. But if you're from Hingham or Hull or wherever you're, Plymouth, you're walking in, just say, hey, give me some beer. I'm representing this community. And we'll see if we can't get a dark horse to come in and make it happen. It'll be like the uh, UCLA of the tournament. We'll get an 11th seat in there and see if a, a one community can come out of nowhere and just buy a bunch of beer. Sounds like Situate's about to represent the Lakeville yeah. Upset Special. <laughs> the Lakeville Upset Special. Stop it. No more. Out of nowhere, Rehoboth. A dark horse. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I tell you, tomorrow I'm going and I'm getting a four-pack, and I'm also getting a four-pack for a friend of mine to give her on Mother's Day. So do what you got to do. There you go. Matt, let me ask you this. Which one are you gunning for, man? Which, uh, which brand of drink? What flavor? What's your preferred one? So we all know what well, one to go for. This, this is actually a lady that drives 75 minutes, brings her son who's in high school, and they come and volunteer for three hours, and they drive 75 minutes back home. Uh, she's from the Worcester area. She actually works for DCU, so she helped us get a bunch of the, the funds for this. But her preference is that's my boat. It's an IPA, so that's what we're going to go with. And then she goes home, and I go home, and we get on a little FaceTime and crack open a beer and share that together. We got masks on together while we're packing meals. So it's good <laughs> to just be able to have a beer and say, hey, Kelly, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for coming. Seamus comes along for the ride he's been doing this they've been with me now seven years packing these meals we've only been doing it 10 so she's like been in it a long long time that's amazing yeah, has been there volunteering and like i said just getting the funds to pour in so that's awesome well matt thank you so much for joining us tonight enlightening our listeners as to what is going on here and now they know they must head 
to Enterprise Drive, and they need to hit Stellwagen Brewery. And uh, do you know what time they open tomorrow afternoon or morning? Or up they at- do. They're open from 3 to 9, Monday to Thursday, Friday, Saturday from noon to 9, and on Sunday from noon to 7. So they- they've got a neat thing. Their website's amazing. You can just go and order online and then just go and pick it up curbside and take it home and enjoy it. Or I think you can go in the tap room, whatever, but just make sure you represent and see which South Shark community can make this happen. I love it. I love it. Matt, thank you so much for joining us here tonight, and uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I'm looking to have you back on after this competition is over so you can share the results with the world. You bet. We will. Absolutely. Matt, thank you again. You have a wonderful rest of your evening. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to step aside. We're going to take a possibly our final commercial break of the evening. And when we come back, more People's Truth here on 95.9 FM. WATD, do not touch that dial. Welcome back. 95.9 FM, WATD. Benny Rabbi here with you alongside Jay Crum. We were just talking with Mr. Matt Martin from the End Hunger Meals program right here in the South Shore in our own backyard in Pembroke. And uh, if you want to find out more about how you can get involved and volunteer your time like Jay is going to do, you can go to endhungerne.org for more information. And make sure you go to Stellwagen ASAP because Jay is uh, pretty much getting his camping gear ready to go and he's just going to be ready, willing, chomping at the bit, and uh, he's going to be first there to buy it all out. I have drained my savings account, Ben. I am camping out so that I will be the first one in line tomorrow when they open, and we're going to have ourselves a party. Let me tell you. There's going to be a party, and uh, Jay has brought his checkbook, so it's going to be apparently an open bar, one and all. No, no, no. (laughs) I I haven't had a check in like maybe five years, maybe even longer. Wait, wait, wait. Really? You don't need them anymore. You haven't you haven't had to write a paper check to anybody for any reason at all. No. Really, everything completely electronic. Yes. So Jay is admitting right here, right now on live radio that he has not actually written a check in at least five years. Yes, maybe longer. Wow. I mean, mortgage, rent, all of it, electronic, everything, everything, everything. Well, there it is. All, right. all on the computer. I feel old fashioned now. I still. Uh, I still have stamps and uh, envelopes, and uh, I think I just reordered a book of checks not too long ago, to be honest with you. Very good. Is it, though? Did you get the custom ones with the uh, cute little kitties on them? Or Puppies. World War II battleships? Puppies. With, puppies. with World War II battleships. World <laughs> War II battleships I captained by puppies. I can't help it that they released a book of the USS Salem with actual Quincy puppies on the picture. I can't, Jay. I At- can't. Admiral Scruffy, where are we taking the 1st Battalion? Private First Class Wiggles. <laughs> oh, what a great. It, uh, it makes for a great calendar, too, folks. Uh, just I guess uh, not in check form, but either which way, we're off the rails here already. Thank goodness the script has already gone to the wayside. Ben, Jay. Was- ben. Jay. Ben. Jay. Ben. Jay. Ben. Breaking news, Jay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> ben, the orange line is weird enough. Um, on any given night on your way into the garden. <laughs> but for a woman, um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a little more than awkward. Uh-oh, what happened? As a man who was sitting on the train with her showed her his phone that said the message on it, I am Satan. Okay. And then stared at her ominously. 
probably not okay. She called the authorities, who swooped in, picked up the man, escorted him off the train, said, what the heck were you doing? He said, oh, I was trying to flirt with her. Uh... Now, Jay, I wasn't there. I'm just hearing the story fifth hand from your breaking news report here. Mm-hmm. Gotta tell you, if Pepe Le Pew ain't gonna fly, I don't think that's gonna fly either. Ben, I am not a ladies' man, okay? When it comes to attracting a woman, I'll strike out most of the time. I've got a Mark Bellhorn's batting average. Oh, that is bad. <laughs> that, that is bad. Well, I mean, so you you got your home run, obviously. You, you met your lovely exactly. wife. Exactly. I've got, got my your one World home Series run. home run. Yep. And the rest of the career, swing and a miss, O2 count. Strikeout king. <laughs> but never have I ever told a woman that I was Satan and then stared at her uncomfortably. In an attempt to In flirt. In an attempt to flirt. So, Jay, this this raises so many more questions than so answers. So, I feel a lot better today knowing that, I, no, I was not the worst ladies' man out there. I mean, that's, even for the orange line, that is pretty strange. <laughs> even for the orange Even line. for the orange line. And, uh, folks, if you've ever been on the orange line, you know what we're talking about here. This isn't even a joke, really. I'm glad that she was okay, first and foremost. I'm glad that authorities were within heartbeats away, just in case. Like I said, they took, that ain't they cool. took the gentleman off the train. I don't believe he was arrested as no laws were broken. Just, right, just you're, you're a creep. Get out of here, creepo. I feel, I feel like that should be a law. And the authorities... No es- creeping. The authorities escorted her home, which, you know... Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Absolutely fair. That's what you do. We treat ladies with the respect that ladies deserve, and that's part of it, folks, is making sure that nobody else is doing creepy things on them like that. So, Jay... Uh, do you wh- think maybe he actually was Satan? I can't say for sure, And Satan's looking for love right now? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's part of the... I mean, if you're famous, you should use your fame, you know? I mean, if you... Like, if I was still single, wait, wait. If I was still single right now, I'd probably be telling women, hey, I, uh, I'm on WATD on Monday nights, 9 o'clock to 10. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a script in my hand, and I'm going up and down the script trying to find out where this part is in here, and I'm just not seeing it, so I guess that means uh, it's my turn now. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, Jay Crombie taking us off the rails with our... Wonderful breaking news segment. Uh, Jay, let's bring it back. Let's go back. Let's go with something positive here. I wanted to talk about something, Ben. Okay. Let's talk about something, Jay. Go ahead. So my wife uh, went and saw live music on Saturday. What? Yes. What's live? Very jealous. Music. Live music. Precious. At the only place um, that I know of currently in the area that is hosting live music. Uh, I always forget the name of it. It's Soundcheck Studios, right? Soundcheck Studios right here in uh, Pembroke, technically. Just over uh, over the line, yeah. Yep, not too far away. Um, So she actually got out to uh, go see uh, a band there. Um, out in the outside stage. Right. It's actually a really nice setup. We went once uh, last fall before it shut down for the season. You know, you can't. You buy a table, and you know your pod basically is uh, at the table. There's not a whole lot of moving around. You can go get a drink, but it's you know it's it's very socially distanced, and it's it's a great little it's a great little way to get back into live music. Cool, cool. So, like I said, Soundcheck is the only place because I went online and looked it up. They have concerts booked every weekend at least until May and everything is already sold out. Oh, absolutely. Because people are just 
rabid at this point for live music, some kind of semblance uh, for a return of it. And it started to make me think, Ben, because we are on the verge here. People are getting vaccinated. Um, We're going to see herd immunity soon. And we are going to see a return of live music. And that is going to look, I think, chaotic. Mm, Agreed. Like, absolutely chaotic. Because you got to think about it. When everything finally gets the green light to go and bands are allowed to book shows again, first of all, a lot of little venues closed and never reopened during yeah, this pandemic. And they are long they just, gone now. They just didn't get the, uh, the financial help that they needed to stay afloat. Their yeah. landlords, you know, kind of were like, well, we, we need to, we we need need to move moolah. on. Yeah, we need to move on here. So already you're seeing a shortage of uh, places to play. And meanwhile, every single band is going to want to immediately hit the road. Absolutely. Like, you're going to see a renaissance, I think, of, uh, of live music like we have probably never seen, as just so many people are going to be rabid to get out there as both a performer and as a purchaser, uh, spectator. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. A patron. <laughs> I mean, it has been so long. I've seen a handful of shows during this pandemic, either at uh, drive-ins or small little socially distance uh, outside, things like that. Ben, do you remember the last show that we went to before the uh, coronavirus pandemic hit? I do, actually. And uh, for, for time context, it was shortly after TD Garden was closed to the Boston Bruins, after they played that game against Tampa Bay, as I went to that game. It was probably a day or two after that that we went up to the Wolf, uh, the Wolf Den. Yes. And we saw... Less than Jake, actually, yeah. in a tiny little pit of a place. And I remember everybody had that same kind of slightly unknowing, panicked expression on their face. Like, are we, are we good? Are we not good? What's going on here? And then it turned out, yeah, we're good. Concert. And then I think it was uh, two days later, the world shut down. So Yeah, it wasn't too long after that that, yeah, it all, uh, it all went down. But I just think... Uh I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be very difficult at first. Just trying to like get out. You know, right now, like uh, you can go to the Celtics games. You can go to the Bruins games. You're gonna be able to go to twelve percent capacity. Twelve percent capacity. The tickets are you know gonna be almost impossible to get. Yeah, they're not even offering them to anyone who's not a season ticket holder at the moment. Right. Yeah. Because how I'm sure twelve percent is even more less than what the uh, season ticket holders are. Oh yes. And let's make no mistake, the uh ownership at T D Garden here, they don't wanna see working class families in the stands. Oh no. Oh no no. They wanna see CEOs, they want executives, they want Do they though? Because those aren't really the guys that are cheering. When you only have a twelve percent capacity, you want rabid, psychotic, drunken fans if you're not Jeremy Jacobs at the top of their lungs. If you're not Jeremy Jacobs, you want Jeremy those things. Jacobs. Unfortunately, we have Jeremy Jacobs. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they, they want the big ticket spenders over that. And quite frankly, there's no shortage of people that are willing to pay $15 beers right now. I'll tell you that. I'm, I count myself as one of them. Yep, I got an extra 15 just in case. <laughs> just in case. In Can't, fact, Ben, I was thinking, like, we should probably just book a band to come play here for one of these for one of our shows coming up. I think that's a great idea actually, because, Jake. Look, ben, like like I said, right now you can't get a ticket, so why don't we just have a performance right here? We actually uh we, we have other shows on the station where they do that. So I think that would be great moving forward. Uh maybe we'll have a band start coming in every if now and then. If you're a band again. out there and you want to play a show for me and Ben, 
please come down. Please uh, get in contact with us. So here's the deal. I mean, Monday nights traditionally have always been kind of musically enabled. Uh, the show that used to be on in this time slot about a year ago, South Shore Live, I mean, that's what they did. They would have an hour of music, and it was great. Uh, I think uh, you know, John Shea does uh, certainly a couple of hours of music live and local here on Tuesday night starting at 8 o'clock. Uh, almost famous. Can't go wrong with that. You've got live music Thursday night, Americana Rama with Mikey G. You've got The Alternative with Chris Atwood on Fridays pending high school sports. And uh, you've also got uh, late night Monday, actually even tonight slash tomorrow morning because it'll be 1 o'clock in the morning. You have uh, Stronghold Radio right here on WATD. So, I mean, lots of places to get local music here on the station. But, Jay, I like where you're going with this, and I think we should. Folks, yeah, yeah. if you're part of a band, you know of a band, we want to get you in here. Drop us a line. Send us an email, thepeoplestruth33 at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Facebook. My name is Benny Rabbi, and uh, you'll find me. There's only so many of us. And we've, we've got a few minutes left here, too. 781-837-4900 if you're in a band or you know a band that you want to uh, come play. Yeah. I can also tell you that this Thursday, you, Jay, same deal. We're going to have live in the studio on uh, Thursday Night Friends of Benefits, Bob Anderson's local national talent spotlight. They'll be here live with the band. So, I mean... The music's on. Yeah. And, of course, folks can grab the, uh, the great tunes, the uh, greatest hits of all time, I might add, the all-new 1510 WMEX. This is a no-brainer here, Ben. I mean, if we can't buy tickets to a concert, let's just have one right here. Sold. So it's decided then. The People's Truth will begin to feature some music one way or the other. And I'll buy the Stellwagen beer. Hooray! <laughs> this is cause for celebration. WATD crowd, yes, please, applause. Jay is buying, so, folks... He's not lying. Get on down here. Enjoy a brewski with your buddy Benny and Jay. Woo, that's going to be a fun time. And uh, that doesn't even count the future events that we got going on. Jay, with five minutes left, there's a couple of other things I wanted to mention here real quick. Lay them on me, brother. I did want to say congratulations to the 2020-2021. That's a lot of 2020s. <laughs> Boston Pride, they won the Isabel Cup right here in Brighton at the Warrior yes. Ice Arena Saturday night on National television, Jay, and that game Saturday and Friday was very important in the history of women's sports. First time that women's professional hockey had ever been shown on national TV like that. That's that amazing. has never happened before. That was a first. And the Boston Pride... Crazy that it took that long. ...did us proud. They they absolutely destroyed that semifinal game. I think the final was 5-1, uh, 5-2, something like that. It was, it was pretty far away. And then, of course, the nail-biter for the championships. And just a great game, folks. If you missed it live, I highly recommend going back for the highlight reel. I mean, we had it all. We had penalty shots. We had five-on-threes. We had game misconducts with under two minutes left in the game. Oh. And then the, the, the Pride gave up a goal with 30 seconds to go, and they were down 5-3 on a penalty kill. So it was like, oh, man, what is happening here? Somehow they pulled it out, though. So we're hoping to actually have live reaction from some of the players directly on a future episode here of The People's Truth. So make sure you stay tuned, folks. And also don't uh, forget we got a podcast going on here. Causeway Kings, anything and everything hockey, and you can catch that on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, a whole nine yards, and that is on uh, on our sister network from the Excited Sound Studio. So many different projects, so much hockey, so ben, little time. Now that the uh, women's hockey 
championship has been won by Boston, you might have to change the name to Causeway Kings and Queens. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the we way the Bruins see. are playing, you're going to have to say the Causeway Queens and Kings. Uh, hold on. I don't know about that one quite yet. But I definitely feel like there's good representation it's a man's to be world, had there. Then. It's a doggy dog world, Jay. <laughs> That's what it is. And, uh, man, there's doggy dogs everywhere. That's all I know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming up on the last couple of moments here. Jay, closing thoughts for this week as we try to be the positive change that we want to see in this world. What is one thing our listeners can go forth and do this week to make life a little bit brighter? Get vaccinated or get pre-registered to get your vaccine because we got to get through this. Keep your mask on. I know the weather's getting nice and everyone's getting a little lax and we all just want to get back to our lives, but we just got it. This is the final push, everybody. That's all it. Right? That's it. The final push. I myself am pre-registered. I am unhealthy, but apparently I am not unhealthy enough to actually be in the line for vaccines right now. But I assure you that once I am, I am going to be taking it. There you have it, folks. And so I encourage everyone out there to do the same. That's it. And if you need a, a quicker pick-me-up of positivity, tune in 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The all-new 1510 WMEX. Check us out. You'll hear myself uh, after Larry Justice and the Halls of Justice. Now, his show goes from 9, 10 sharp every day from Monday through Friday to 2 o'clock. I pick it up. Benny Rabbi is getting you home in the afternoon. That's it. Benny Rabbi, With two all to six. The hits from all the time. Seriously. 50s didn't through someone, the 80s and a couple of 90s squeaking in there. Didn't but. someone call and, and complain that you weren't playing enough music from the 40s? Uh, yes, I did actually get that phone call. That is a, that is a real phone call. Somebody actually did call and say you're not playing enough late 40s, early 50s. <laughs> and I said, well, you <laughs> say it, we play it. What else could I possibly do here? So... Did you hit uh, it with some big band swing? I did. I did, actually. We <laughs> threw on, uh, what did we throw on? We had some um, Four Tops, Four Seasons. We had some Supremes, some Drifters. Always oh, good stuff. Jay, we got to take off, man. It's that time already. Ben, Thank go you very away. Much. I'm no good for you. <laughs> Jay, you're ben, always good Ben, go for with us. him. He'll be good to you. Take it easy there, Mr. Stewart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The People's Truth on 95.9 FM, WATD, Benny Rabbi and Jay Crombie. Alongside, it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Have a great week. Stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't do. And if you do, name it after me. Have a great night, everybody.